What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. Today, we got Adam Weber with us. Adam is a pastor. Uh, he has a new book coming out, and he just talks to us. He is one of the nicest guys there is out there. So we're super excited with this episode with Pastor Adam Weber. But right before we jump in, can you share this with a friend? Share it with somebody who wants to grow as a leader. This is going to be a great episode for them, and we're so excited. We're going to jump in with Adam Weber. What is up? I am here with Adam Weber. How are you today, Adam? I'm doing so well. Honored to be with you, Matt. And uh, it's good to find the cross paths. We got enough mutual friends. I feel like we should have long time ago sang Kumbaya together before this. So this is a gift. I know. Thank you so much for giving some time just to develop leaders. Uh, I've read some of your book. Your book on prayer was incredible. So excited for for your new newest books that will be coming out one day. Yeah, no, it's I can't believe I wrote one book, let alone another one. The second one's called Love Has a Name and excited about that as well. And I, I had no idea that when I wrote a book uh, that our world would end up being as divided and polarized as it is. And so the timing is pretty crazy, but I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm really excited for this next book. But Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm sure you're glad it's summer and not winter in South Dakota. <laughs> Yes. No, a little bit about myself. I'm born and raised in South Dakota, and you have no idea of how true what you just said. <laughs> I Every winter, I, I ask God almost every minute why he's forsaken us here in South Dakota. <laughs> and so it's like, God, why? And then I question my intelligence. I'm like, there's other places in the world that you could live. But no, I'm born and raised South Dakota. Uh, I've lived here my whole life with the exception of three years when I got my master's out of the school called Asbury in Kentucky. Yeah. Then came back, started a church called Embrace back in 2006. It's been a crazy journey. It's been a hard, brutal, wonderful, fantastic journey. I got four kids, married to my wife, Becky. Um, and interested in every random thing. If you like old stuff, old cars, old typewriters, I'm your guy. Um, but that's just kind of a quick overview of who I am. I'm, I, I feel like I'm the most clueless pastor there is. Still don't know up from down most days and yet thankful that Jesus uh, does. And so I can follow him. So that's, that's kind of the quick overview of me. That's amazing. Uh, what is your favorite old thing to collect? Oh my gosh. That's like asking, uh, which of my four children do I love? <laughs> no, no, I, uh, probably my favorite. I'm going to go two cause I can't keep it to one. I like old cars. I have one right now. I have a 1936 Chevy, uh, two door sedan. It's uh, all original. I love it. It's at the mechanic shop right now. It's my daily driver in the summer. So I like old cars and then I'm a nerd for old clocks. So like really? uh, old old clocks, a cuckoo clock, or like an old. I'm looking at the one in my office right now. I had to shut it off before this interview so it didn't start speaking <laughs> to us when it, when it hit the hour. So yeah, so clocks and old cars. That's amazing, Adam. You spend a lot of time with leaders um, at your church and and speaking elsewhere. If you were in a room full of leaders and they asked you, Adam, teach us. Uh, one thing about how I can lead better today, what would you tell them? 
Gosh, that's that's such a good question. So I've been a I've been a pastor since I was 24. I started Embrace when I was 24. Did not want to start a church. Had no desire to. I've made every mistake that you possibly can make as a leader. If I had to say one leadership piece of, piece of advice right now that I'm currently learning even myself, get to know the name of the person at the top of society or in the top of the room. So that might be the mover and shaker there. Like, but that's the easy person to get to know the name of. So get to know the, the person who's like the leader in the room, blah, blah, blah. That's awesome. That's the easy part. My other part of the challenge would be get to know the name and the story and the desires and the passions of the person at the lowest in the room, at the lowest in a, in a conversation, at the lowest in society. Because it's easy just to know the top guy. And there's nothing wrong with knowing the top guy or the top gal. The Apostle Paul, I would have said he would have been kind of the top guy in a room, even pre-Jesus. But, but, but if you want to be like Jesus, you want to lead well, get to know the guy or gal at the bottom of the totem pole, at the bottom of society as well. And I've found it, it uh, changes not only the person in the room, but it also ends up changing you. There's wow. something about knowing the name of the person that no one else knows the name of. The other day I was sitting with a guy who um, is a pastor in across the state, uh, state lines in Minnesota. He's listened to my podcast, read my book. So he sat down with me and he's like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. You're the reason I'm still in ministry. As we're sitting wow. there, it felt like everybody who walked by knew my name. Like everybody was walking by, hey, Adam, hey, Adam, like all these business guys were, hey, there were different people who went to my church. Our mayor walked by and like hit me on the shoulder, hey, Adam. And so uh, this guy's eyes are just getting huge. He's like, you know everybody. You know everybody. And I was like, well, two of those guys come to my church. The other is our mayor. Like I probably feel <laughs> like he has to say, say hello. I said, but do you want to know the person I'm most proud to know the name of? And I pointed across the street and there was a homeless guy sitting on a bench. And I had just gotten to know his name earlier in the morning. And his name was AC. And I said, you want to know who I'm like most thankful to know the name of and most thankful that they know my name? It's that guy right over there. Like everybody wants to know the names of the people who walk by me. And that's great. God cares about them as well. But I, I want to know that guy's name, the guy that nobody is saying hello to, the guy that everybody's trying to walk past. I want to know his name and I want to know his story. We haven't seen each other since, but I told him next time I want to grab lunch with him. I said, would you want to go to lunch? Because I just love to hear your story. Like that's the guy I want to get to know the name of. And the same is true in any room. It's easy to know the top guy, the top girl, the top dog, whatever it is. I want to know the person who's just getting started, the person who feels like an outcast in the room, the person who feels like a rookie, they're scared out of their mind, they don't know what they're doing. Like That's the person I want to know the name of. That's amazing. That That story is just incredible. I know I've gotten to sit at the table with just some of these um, preachers that we all probably listen to. And one of the most distinguishing things that I've seen is not uh, how great of preachers they are, but how much they remember of people's names and stories. This one time I was with this pastor who is very, very well known, and we were talking and uh, introduced myself. We talked for a couple minutes. Two years later, saw him again, remembered my name, my wife's name, our story, uh, where we lived. 
and it was just incredible as somebody who's like, man, this guy's not going to remember me. But the fact that they remembered not just my name and my wife's name, but our story and how he's like, how was life? How is um, the place you were just at? Da, 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 da. And it made me just feel so valued. Oh, and that, isn't that true? The older I get, the less I'm impressed with how many books you've sold, how many stages you've preached on, how big your church is. Those things are awesome. Like I'll be lying and saying I'm not envious of those things from moment to moment, no doubt. But the thing that I'm impressed with is the guy, the gal, who's the fruits of the spirit are so evident in their life and they're doing these amazing things. Like that's the person that I'm like, I have so much to learn from. Like, I, I just want to know more about the Jesus that you follow. I, I had a similar moment. He's not a friend, so I'm not name dropping. Like I was a volunteer at Catalyst. <laughs> I, was, I, I was a host at Catalyst and I was assigned to Judah Smith. This is like four or five years ago. And uh, so I, I, Judah showed up with his like few friends early in the morning. He had a speaking event the night before and we literally had him doing something the entire day. So like he went from book signing to doing an outbreak session everywhere we went, he was signing autographs (laughs) that even before the day started, I could tell he was tired. So he, the whole day people are pulling on him and tugging on him. Well, that night Hillsong United led worship and he preached the sermon and uh, he preached his heart out. I mean, just like, I'm like, you're exhausted before that happened. And now you just did the full body workout for 50 minutes. (laughs) So he gets, he gets done. It's me and the sound guy backstage. So there's nobody to impress. Again, I'm a nobody. I don't have a book deal at this point, nothing. And uh, he goes and he cries in a room by himself for like 30 minutes. And uh, the day was done with me. So I went and told his friends, I was like, hey, I'm done for the day. Would you thank Judah for uh, just being so kind and whatever? And they're like, oh, yeah. And they all shook my hand. Thank you so much again. And then I went in to listen to Hillsong. I was like in the crowd. When all of a sudden someone tapped on my shoulder and it was Judah Smith. And I'm like, again, anywhere he went, he, anywhere I went, he got mugged by people asking for autographs (laughs) and signatures or whatever. There he's in the crowd after he just got done speaking and he taps me and I turn around and I'm I'm like, why is he here? And he says, uh, Hey, Adam, um, I just wanted to thank you just for everything today. You were so friendly and kind. You helped me get through everything. And I just, I just wanted to say, uh, thank you. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And he turned around and, and left. And I'm like, to think of doing that after an entire day of having people pull on you. I'm anytime Judas Smith comes up, I'm like real stinking deal. Yeah. Like not be, not because of preaching and he can preach, not because he's so solid biblically. He's solid biblically. Of course, those things are great. But the man that I saw there on a day that he was exhausted and tired and had all these people pulling up, I'm like, man, I'll, I want to follow that guy anywhere. Yeah, that's amazing. That's what I've seen by some just incredible preachers is more than that. They are incredible people um, that just want to know people. And, and make people feel valuable, and you can just see the heart of Jesus in them. If there's a leader yeah. listening to this, and they're like, oh, I got no knowing names is important, um, what would you say to their heart of like, n- it's not just important, but it's needed. Like, it's a necessity to lead, it's to know people's names and stories. 
it's it's what I would say to that person. It, I just told somebody the other day. I think my greatest accomplishment at the end of my life, when I stand before God, He's not going to talk to uh, talk about the crowds that I preached at. He's not going to talk about the books that I sold. He's going to talk about the one day that I randomly came and sat next to AC on the street. Like I think I think that's going to be the day that He mentions. He's going to be saying, Adam, there was one day in your life that I just got to tell you was so awesome. And I'll be like, when I preached at that church with fourteen thousand people, they'll be like, no, not no, not that. When when I when I sold books, like I got a two book, and you know, no, no, actually didn't even think about talking about that. No, that one day that you saw AC, the man everybody else wanted to walk away, that was the day that I was so pleased with you, Adam. Wow. And um, and so I think that, and then the second thing, at the end of my life, uh, I, I, you know, if someone says Adam's preaching changed my life, at like my, my funeral someday, I'll be like, oh, that's awesome, great. But who I want to, to, to speak at my funeral someday is my wife, my kids, my coworkers that I've that I've worked with, uh, eight people like AC. Like those are the people that I hope get up and say, man, this guy Adam, my dad, my friend, my boss, my teammate, my, my neighbor, he was so imperfect in every way. But he just loved people like Jesus. Like he he just knew me. Like I felt like he saw me. He didn't overlook me. Like he just knew my 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 name. And um that's that's what will change the world. And you begin to live like that. I mean, and it just cut it catches up to you in a good way. It's like when you just start loving people genuinely, like that moment with, with Judah Smith. I mean, I, I would follow Judah Smith anywhere because of that moment. And when we have those moments on our day-to-day basis, God just begins to work and move in such strange ways. And then when like kind of the fickle things like church attendance, I mean, completely disappear because of a pandemic that shows up. It's like, what are the things that are going to last like for all eternity? Oh, you mean when I showed someone Jesus, like when I, when I treated someone like Jesus? Yeah, those are the things that are going to last forever. Uh, the other things are going to come and go and your popularity and your followers will come and go and you'll people will hate you and then they'll love you and then they'll hate you. But those moments of knowing someone's name and loving people like Jesus, they'll never be erased. That's amazing. That, that really is so good and just speaks to the heart. Um, I, I, I lead like a, a student staff team and I remember I was telling our team and we're casting vision and I said, I don't want just students to be known. I want students to know that they are known. Oftentimes we yeah. want people just to, like, yeah, you're known. You're known. Like, we know your name. We know who you are. But I think there's something more impactful when a student um, who is bullied or they're going through depression and anxiety and they're sitting there not knowing if they want to continue on with life and they think back, they're like, that place, that, that Cornerstone Church high school ministry I went to, they know me. They know my story. And students know that they are known. And that's the culture I, I cast it to our, our team. I was like, this is the vision of the ministry we need to have. Yes. And that's true, whether it's a high school ministry, whether it's someone like AC living on the streets. It's also true for the business leader. Like every person wants to be known. Like truly for just them. You're not, you don't want anything from them. You're not trying to 
change them. Like God changes people. Like you're, just, you're just like, no, I see you. I know you. And I love you right where you are. Yeah, we're going to follow Jesus. And he's going to change a whole bunch of things about us both. But I just, I just care about you. I just want to sit with you. Um, that changes everything. No matter how old, no matter how young, no matter how successful you are, it changes everything. Adam, that was amazing. Where can people follow you at to just hear more? Because, man, you just hit the surface. You have so much more to give. Uh, where can they find uh, you on social media in some of your writings and messages? Yes. Oh, I'm humbled by all the kind words. You can find me. I'm most active on Instagram and Twitter. So Instagram is Adam A. Weber. Twitter is just Adam Weber. I got a podcast called The Conversation. You can find me there. Um, and books, this book, Love Has a Name, you can pick up a copy pretty much anywhere books are sold. From Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, Amazon, um, just wherever. I'd be so grateful to interact with you. So definitely leave a comment or direct message me because uh, it'd be a gift to cross paths with you. That's amazing. And we will link through all of that in the show notes so they can just get there really, really easy. But thank you so much for your time today, Adam. Oh, thank you again for what you're doing through the podcast, through the church, through just everything, Matt. It's just a huge, huge blessing. All right. Thank you. Thank you.